Welcome to the Talent Development Think Tank Podcast. The number one podcast for learning and talent development professionals. Now here's your host, Andy Storch. Welcome back to the Talent Development Think Tank Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Storch, and today is our bonus Q&A conversation with Michelle Moreno, who is a communication and storytelling strategist in the business world. And if you haven't yet listened to our first conversation from a couple of days ago, where I talked with Michelle, not only about her interesting background coming from writing for well-known business minds like Tom Peters, but getting into acting and singing a major failure that she had on national TV and how she overcame that, as well as using those lessons now to coach and help people in the corporate world to get better at communication and better at storytelling. She shared some great tips on communicating more succinctly and how to get better at storytelling to become more influential in the business, to be able to get more things done and why and how that can be better for your business and how you can persuade stakeholders to invest in certain things by using stories and case studies. If you haven't listened to that, go back and check that out. Really great interview. Today is our bonus Q&A round. And Michelle, I'm going to start by asking you, you've done quite a few things in your career, including moving to Hollywood and getting into acting and singing and now working with corporate professionals. What would you say has been your greatest accomplishment or proudest moment so far in your career? Oh, wow. Well, singing back up for Ray Charles. That's pretty <laughs> <was> cool. Probably... <laughs> That's a pretty good one. And I was the only Latina Raylette in history. And my sister came backstage and said, I'd like to see my sister. And they said, well, the Raylettes are black. And she said, oh, well, my sister is a Raylette. I promise. <laughs> and uh, that was also also my five-star rating on uh, as a coach, my five out of five-star rating on a platform called Growth Space that I do contract coaching for. So that that was a big deal for me as well. That's fantastic. I saw some, you won some awards on there. How did the, the singing gig for Ray Charles come about? I had a backup singing gig in Spain in 1997 and eight with a Spanish artist because my girlfriend, Dawn, was putting on a jazz showcase and I was a singer in it. And then Atala Shabazz, who is Malcolm X's daughter, and also an agent for Raphael, the Spanish artist, hmm. said to Dawn, I would love for you to try out uh, for this backup singing part in Spain. Do you know anybody else who'd be good? And she was like, I'm Michelle Moreno. She speaks Spanish. And the two of us got the gig, went out there. We were backup singers on tour. I was with, with that tour for almost a year, uh, singing backup across Spain, South, South America, Central America. And then maybe about... Nine years later, Dawn writes to me and said, yeah, they're looking for backup singers for Ray Charles. And I was like, what? And she said, don't forget, mention my name. And I put my name on the envelope, her name on the envelope, but I put it on the back of the envelope. I don't know why I didn't put it on the front. I wasn't thinking. And the manager threw it in the trash because he didn't see anybody's name that he recognized on the envelope. And then the tr the, the envelope end landed the other way around, it landed down. And so he saw the person's name that he knew on the back. He fished it out of the trash can, opened it up out of all the tapes that Ray Charles received. He liked mine the best. I went in. I was the only one they auditioned because I was a sub for somebody who was on maternity leave. And I got the gig. Wow. What a story. That's amazing how like the, you know, the serendipity and, and how things <laughs> come together 
sometimes. Really cool. Yeah. Something, to be, something to be proud of. On the flip side, I'm curious what's been one of your biggest failures or mistakes and, and what did you learn from it? I know you already told the story of going on, was it Hollywood Squares, I think? Yes. Um, any other big failures or mistakes that maybe have led to lessons for you? Yeah. One of the things I did was not pivot in my business soon enough. I really, in the beginning when I was starting out, I was helping entrepreneurs go on camera with confidence. But A, it wasn't urgent enough of a problem for those entrepreneurs to shell out big bucks. And B, it also was, I was um, targeting solopreneurs, coaches like me. And so they didn't have a lot of money. But I think it was more that the problem wasn't urgent enough. And so I was just focusing on a problem that just didn't have enough urgency. And I was making $200 per client. And I got a lot of clients, but even, you know, it's hard to get a client. So I was not making very much money. I should have pivoted to corporate communications and, you know, communication skills for leaders. I should have done that years and years earlier, but I didn't. And next time I'll take action faster when I see that the marketplace isn't giving me what I need. Yeah, this is how we learn. Really great. So with the work you do when it comes to communication and how things are getting done in the corporate world, what's one of the biggest trends that you're following today? Obviously, AI. We can't ignore the elephant in the room. Yeah. And the speed with which it's happening. So I would say just the trend is AI. So of course, I asked AI, I went to ChatGPT and said, what human skills are going to be most important in the age of AI? And ChatGPT said, critical thinking, creativity, and emotional intelligence. So assume that many of the tasks that require sort of the machine-like brain are going to be taken care of in the future by AI, and that we have to become more uniquely human with our ideas, our ability to innovate, to generate original ideas and solutions that aggregate multiple data that's all around us, being able to pull it together and critically think about how to solve our problems. So I mm -hmm. think in response to that talent development should think about training employees now in those future skills. Mm -hmm. And how to adapt and use those things. And just while you're talking, I went and asked uh, AI, did this in Notion, which I think is powered by ChatGPT, asked what human skills would be most critical and valuable in the age of AI. And it said, as we move into AI, the age of AI, there are several human skills that will remain critical and valuable. One, creativity. Two, emotional intelligence. Three, critical thinking four, adaptability, five, communication, which Ooh. we've been talking about, and six, leadership, which of course involves communication and some of the other things that we've been talking about. So uh, no surprise to me with those things. And I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because as much as we all talk about AI, we have to also think about, well, what skills are going to be most valuable for us as humans as AI continues to do more and more things? And we're just at the beginning. And I gave a, a talk in a company about the most valuable skills of the future recently and talked about many of those things that we talked about there. Speaking of AI and some of the other things we talked about, is there a tool or a platform or an app that you use or you really love that helps you get your job done more effectively? Hmm. You know, I am, of course, use ChatGPT, but I am super interested in the L&D detective kit by Kevin M. Yates. And Kevin, 
came and spoke to the think tank community, which I'm a part of, mm-hmm. your community. <laughs> and I felt like that was really fascinating because demonstrating the impact of training is such a challenge. And that PDF really breaks it down, not just a framework, but a very in-depth study of what that means and how to do it. I love that. Yeah. Kevin M. Yates, good friend of mine. He's been on this podcast either three or four times. I think he's definitely the most prolific guest that we've had over the last five years. And the L&D Detective Kid, I know, has been downloaded many, many times by lots of people. And we've had him as a guest in our community and just really great stuff. If you haven't downloaded that, you want to go check it out. I believe it's on his website at kevinmyates.com. It's a free download to help you get better at measuring impact in learning and the work that you're doing. Michelle, is there a book or a TED Talk that has uh, made a big impact for you or that you often recommend? Well, of course, How to Make Stress Your Friend by Kelly McGonigal. Mm-hmm. But there's another one that made a huge impact on me. It's called How We Experience Awe and Why It Matters. And speaking of AI, as a result of AI taking over certain functions for us, the experience of awe, wonder, entertainment, all those things that inspire a a little mix of wonder and almost a little bit of fear of the way a the way a scary movie will give us a thrill ride. Those things, magic, Cirque du Soleil, they're so important. And this TED Talk incorporates this gentleman, Bo Lotto's neuroscience learnings. While he incorporates a Cirque du Soleil act, he's got one of those women who, you know, does the, the sand drawings, you know, where they throw the sand on a table and they move their hands around and they're making pictures in real time. You've seen those. Mm-hmm. So this TED Talk actually incorporates experiential learning while talking about it. It's fascinating. So it's uh, How We Experience On Why It Matters by Bo, Lotto, and Cirque du Soleil. Very interesting. Okay. Last question for you, Michelle. For those out there who are looking for ways to achieve more career success, what's one more piece of advice you would give? Especially when you're working in an organization it can be frustrating because you have a personal agenda. Sometimes you know the best way to tackle a problem. And this is something that I have suffered from myself and I see in clients. And that is you get very stuck in your personal agenda and you say, that's not how we should do it. This other way is so much better, but you can't tell other people what to do. You have to let mistakes happen. You can say, based on my experience, I believe this would be a better approach, but of course, I'm here to serve the group. And so being on a team, giving your suggestions, but not demanding and not being focused on your personal agenda, but rather listening, listening to understand others and figuring out where you fit into the mix is the best way to approach working on a team. Try to do what you can to limit your personal agenda instead of You know, we're trained from birth to look smart, to be impressive. But in reality, for teams to really work, we can't emerge from that room knowing who the smartest person is. We want to emerge from that room, walk away smarter together as a collective. Absolutely. And that is some great advice on leadership as well. One of the things that I have been 
talking to a lot of people about and writing about in the new book I'm working on on that topic is putting your ego aside and focusing more on empowering, enabling, developing others and what's the best you know way forward for the team, not just what's best for you and trusting that that's going to work out best for everyone in the long run. So I agree with that. And Michelle, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast again and sharing some of your tips and wisdom, as well as some of your own personal stories, your wins and and lessons and the trends that we're following along the way. So thank you again for coming on the show and for being a part of our wonderful talent development think tank community. Thank you, Andy. All right. Thank you again, everybody, for listening. Really enjoyed this conversation with Michelle. Hope you took some great notes from both of the conversations. And as I mentioned earlier, Michelle is a member of our Talent Development Think Tank community, where we have not only an online platform where people can network and talk with each other on a regular basis, but we have live calls every Wednesday with different guest speakers on different topics. In fact, we've got one coming up very soon on the mindset gap and another one on how to help our new managers become more effective in their roles as managers and many more great topics planned for 2024. If you're interested in joining us, you can find all the information on our website, which is tdtt.us. That's tdtt.us. Thank you again for listening and we will talk to you next time.